The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 163 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas. The Spurs, speaking of heart, lost a heartbreaker to the Toronto Raptors in overtime by a score of 123-116. to It was the welcome back for Jakob Pertl. He had a great game for Toronto. Um, the Spurs just couldn't get... They had a 22-point lead at one point in the second half, and they ended up giving it back. Uh, the mark of the young team. Tough night for the Spurs, or I should say tough afternoon for the Spurs. Sunday afternoon matinee game at 2.30 tip-off. Um, but, yeah, just a, that was a tough loss to swallow uh, for the Spurs. Coming off a road trip, you're hoping they built on some momentum after sweeping the Phoenix Suns, but just couldn't hold it, which is kind of the mark of a young team. Drew, what were your thoughts about this one? Yeah, a rough one. you got to win the game. When you're up by 22, you just can't lose that game. And we ended up losing it a young team, no Devin Vassell, and we choked the game. Um, Raptors had a great fourth quarter. I have to give them props. Scotty Barnes was making every shot he took, and OG and Anobi, we were just leaving them left wide open, and they were making their shots. The Spurs lost a, a rough one, but we had a great first half, and yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Hopefully something to learn and build from. Uh, let's listen to Greg Popovich after this one. It kind of had some interesting takes. Well, you know, it's a, it's a young group playing in a very experienced group. It's like the biggest small team you can imagine, you know, Toronto. Uh, with their length and their athleticism. And uh, they went for the three-point shots. They made 12 in the second half, and they knocked them down. And we didn't, you know, we didn't have as much uh, down the stretch scoring-wise. We had a little bit more trouble with their length, their aggressiveness, uh, their ability to get in passing lanes. I think it slowed us down uh, to the point where our offense wasn't as smooth. And so they were able to come back for those two reasons. They did a good job. All right, Popovich giving credit where credit was due. Tip the hat to Toronto, and then they just took it from us. Let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who are your top two? Yeah, for me, on my number one on the top two list, I had to go with Zach Collins. And this third straight game with a great performance, he had 21 points, 11 boards, 5 assists, 8 of 17 from the field with a block shot. Zach Collins, a great game, and he's number one on my top two list. My number two on the top two list is Malachi Branham. You have to go with Malachi Branham because of the efficiency he had in this game. He had 16 points, six boards, shooting eight of nine from the field in 25 minutes. His mid-range was golden in this game, so he's my number two on the top two list. Who was your top two? All right, well, I had uh, Keldon Johnson as my number one. And uh, I just liked his night. He had 26 points, six rebounds, three assists, was two of four from three-point land. And uh, Keldon was just a he was a force. He was a solid force for the Spurs that night. And uh, anyway, I really debated long and hard on my uh, number two of my top two. But for me, 
uh, I'm trying not to get, uh, uh, not to take this for granted, but Victor Webinyama, I'm going to have to go with as my number two, and here's why. He had 20 points, nine rebounds, and four assists, but the rim protecting that he did, the five block shots really stood out to me. That's crazy, the most blocks I've seen in the game. So he had to be my uh, number two on my top two. I, you know, Every game I watch him and I learn something new and I get amazed, so that was my top two. Um, Drew, what about you? What about your bottom two? Yeah, for my number one on the bottom two list, Trey Jones – yeah, he's having a great season so far. Just had a rough one in the middle here. Trey Jones had a rough shooting night. 3 of 11 from the field, 0 of 2 from the three-point line, and six points with a plus-minus of minus seven. So when he was in, we weren't um, playing very good basketball. So Trey Jones is number one on my bottom two list. My number two on the bottom two list is going to be Jeremy Sohan. Four points, three turnovers, with two of eight from the field and 29 minutes of play. Those are my bottom two. All right. Well, that's the first time Sohan has hit the bottom and uh, on our list, on our chart. So, I, I, you know. I, Pretty efficient season so far. Yeah, so far. But I agree with you, and I actually had him as number one on my bottom two. And you know how much I love Sohan, so that's hard hard pill for me to swallow. But that was just not, not one of his better nights. And, uh you know, tough night for him shooting, and just just really couldn't couldn't get it going. And uh, the three turnovers really stood out. But I mean, I love so his defense. But yeah, he was definitely my number one. And then um, my number two on the bottom two, I had also Trey Jones, which yeah, I mean, same page here. That was he's been so solid for us, and uh, just that wasn't his best one. So yeah, the point guards struggled. Yeah, both of them. Both of the point guards struggled, and I think Scotty Barnes had a little bit to do with that uh, defensively, and uh, Dennis Schroeder also defensively. They, you know, some of the matchups they had, but overall, our season standings that puts uh, you know your your number one for our top two. We always keep standings of these through the game, and I'm just updating you. Is number one now is Victor Wembanyama, and tied for number two is Keldon and Devin. They both have uh, four nominees. We always take the composite score from. Drew's votes and my votes and put it on there. And your leader on the bottom two so far this season is Malachi Branham. He's been there five times. Uh, tonight, that was a first night for both Trey Jones and Jeremy Sohan to be on that bottom two. So, uh, anyway, that's our standings on that. Uh, the, the next one we have is our uh, question of the day. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. The question of tonight comes from Jeff in Arlington, Texas. Jeff's question is, do you guys have any idea how long Devin Vassell is going to be out for this injury? It was originally reported that it was pretty severe, but now I think they've turned it into a day-to-day. Do you guys have any idea of how long Devin Vassell is going to be out, Drew? Yeah, so I have a little bit of an idea here. I think he's going to be out for two weeks. Okay, That's kind of a guess, but with the groin, it's not too bad. Um, he was day-to-day, but I think he's going to miss a few games. So I'm going to go with two weeks there, Jeff. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, and I, I'm i going to just give some insight because I've had a growing injury before. And uh, and I was it was when I was playing baseball uh, back in the day. But uh, I pulled it, and you every step you take, whether you're walking or running, you feel it. 
And that's a tough muscle. It takes a long time to heal to get it back normal. So I don't know the severity of his, but I think Drew's that two weeks, I'm going to probably say two weeks minimum, but probably closer to three or four, uh, depending on that. If he happens to come earlier, that's just bonus. But just not knowing the severity, that growing is is not an easy healing uh, part of your body. Because we need them. Yeah. It's, we, it's obvious we need them. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's that's tonight's uh, question of the day. Now it's time for this day in Spurs history. Drew, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I'm going to go to the 1977 season again, November 5th, where the San Antonio Spurs faced off against the Buffalo Braves. Uh, um, a good matchup here was the Spurs won 111 to 101. The leading scorer, I mentioned his name a lot, George Gervin. He's the leading scorer in a lot of these games in the Iceman. 1970s. Yep, Iceman. He had 29 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. Larry Kennan with 22 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Bill P- Billy Potts, 18 points, 12 rebounds. Mike Gell with 12 points. Mark Olden- Oldenburg with 10 points. And Louis Dampier with 12 points, and the Spurs win on this day in Spurs history. All right, now it's time to preview the upcoming game. Uh, The Spurs now, they're going to be going into Indiana to play the Pacers. Uh, The Spurs will be coming into that one with a 3-3 record, and the Pacers are also a 3-3 record. Um, They have some young, exciting players that Drew's going to tell us about just to kind of know more about the Indiana Pacers that the Spurs are going to see. And remember, I'm going to throw this out there. This is the back-to-back, which the Spurs in recent memory have really struggled on the second game of back-to-backs. But, uh, Drew, what can you tell us about Indiana? Yeah, I like this Indiana Pacers young team. I think they are going to be a playing team in the East. But let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton. In his last game against Charlotte Hornets, he had 43 points, 12 Mm. assists. He's just amazing. He's averaging 24 points, 12 assists. 12 assists is amazing, averaging that with 50% from the field. I think he's one of the top five best point guards in the league. They also have Miles Turner, who's one of the best shot protectors in the league. He's averaging 16 points. Buddy Hield with 12 points, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And Bruce Brown, who they picked up from the Nuggets, he does a little bit of everything. So I think this Pacers team is a very balanced team. What do you think about this team? Yeah, I like him. And, and I know uh, Rick Carlisle, their coach, he's, he's a – Really good coach. We've seen him many times on the other side of the the court with the uh, Dallas Mavericks in the past, and he does a good job. Halliburton is is whew, he's an up and comer. I I really really like his game. Uh, Miles Turner around the around the post. Uh, they're they're solid and uh, definitely not an not an easy test for the Spurs on the second night of a back to back. Having to go from San Antonio, they're gonna have to fly out and get over to Indiana for that uh, Monday night matchup. So I, I think it's it's lining up to be a tough one for the Spurs. Um, who's your player to go off and what's your prediction on this one, Drew? Yeah, so my player to go off is going to be Charles Bassey here. I'm going to go with Charles Bassey in this game. I've been seeing him get some minutes, and I think he's going to get um, a little bit of minutes in this game. So Charles Bassey is my player to go off. What's your prediction and player to go off? 
Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm going to go ahead and roll with uh, Jeremy Sohan. I think he's going to have a big night. I think he's going to have to do some heavy defense lifting against uh, Halliburton and have to do some lockdown stuff. But uh, Sohan's my player to go off. Unfortunately, I you know I always read the Vegas line. Vegas has got the Pacers winning by eight and a half. Uh, I'm going to kind of go with that. But it's the second game of back-to-back. I'm going to say the Spurs are going to lose by 14. I think it's going to be a rough Ooh. night for the Spurs. So that's uh, that's what we got for Indiana, and we'll be back here to report it to you. Um, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!